Welcome to Sidelines, a Google Sports production. Hello, good day people and welcome to today's episode of Sidelines. Hope you are staying safe and how's the Hamatan in your part of the country? Yes indeed, this is obviously the best time to wash and dry all your jeans and demi wears. At the same time, do stay maxed up and use lots of body lotion and lip balm. So, last week's episode was very packed with lots of reviews from various uh, basketball personalities from around the world and it was titled Vox Pop 1. Today's episode is titled Vox Pop 2, a continuation from the previous episode and again still jam-packed with loads and loads of thoughts and highlights a lot of um, reviews from various basketball personalities, speed coaches, ex-players, current players and those in the business of basketball. Basketball development in Nigeria has been at a standstill for some time now for a variety of reasons and with the ongoing crisis the Federation is facing right now makes it even tougher to tackle these issues. One of the major problems of basketball in Nigeria is facing is funding, getting investors to invest in the industry. This has been an issue because little or no effort has been made to add market value to the game. Nigerian basketball isn't marketable and no one wants to invest money into a venture that doesn't promise short or even long-term returns. Let's look at the NBA for example. The NBA gets its funding from TV rights, merchandising, sponsors and ticket sales. People want to pay money to watch these games on TV. People buy tickets so that they can watch the games live. People go out to buy jerseys, shoes and all sorts of merchandise and then people are willing to invest in the game because it is highly marketable. It is a 4.7 billion dollar industry as of 2000 and 20. It is an issue that the Federation really needs to look at. People need to see what their money is going into. That is the only way that you can be able to get basketball industry in Nigeria to grow. Then uh, concerning female basketball league, <laughs> I will not do my laugh. How do you get your players? How do you get their players? You go drag one person, go give coach, and my girl be this who put them. Even if the girl no face a be play, no sabi handle ball, just keep her for bench. When they pay her salary, now he go come out in court, in court give your own sponsor. All that one no mean now. I know they come all road. They know they say as evil people they do them. The whites, they are, the whites are pace setters when it comes to sports. Don't get me wrong. We have athletes in Nigeria. We have upcoming. You see picking get interest for something but because you know get who they push them. That's why you don't die. You. Oh, I have this person I want to. Before you know this one don't come spoiling name or spoil within concern them. And then at the end of the day the girl child cannot even go and play the basketball basketball now how can you have someone that is 40 something playing basketball league what happened to the ones in their 20s and early 30s i'm talking of the female if i go male now i don't even live with it i suppose to talk oh how who does that why do we do that is it not supposed to be oh come play if you're good you play if you're not good oh, oh yeah now try another year but no before you plenty players where just they house they waste because ah, they no get who will push them female league now busts there is no development in basketball in Nigeria. That's all I can say. Yes, we have the league. Yes, we have Milo. We have um, private competitions happening all over the place. But there's there's actually no development. Because it's just there. What do these people play for? They're just playing. Uh, 
kill uh, let's just do this uh, let's create awareness for basketball uh, bring in sponsors blah 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 at the end of the day where does the money go who is gaining from it the states are not gaining from it the clubs are not really gaining from it except the prize money what is the level of exposure after everything development has to do with constant growth and it's not happening there's nothing i can say there's no development actually We'll take for example in the US, um, the NBA, which is you know the biggest basketball league in the world, they generate billions because their market is they have a they have a massive market and have a massive global market. You know, they have um markets all over the world, they have NBA Africa, NBA China, NBA Japan, you know, NBA Europe, they because they have the revenue to do so and expand because they make billions, billions every year. I think it's an average of nine nine billion a year. I think it, it only just dipped down this year because of, of the, well, last year because of the coronavirus. Where I am, the BBO, like um, where I am in Britain, there's the BBO league. The BBO league doesn't make nowhere as much as the NBA because the market isn't as big, but in Europe, the Euro league also makes millions and and that's because of the market like most people in europe let's say in um croatia um spain france germany they 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 enjoy basketball more than brits british people do so the basketball in this country really isn't it makes as i like to say probably millions in revenue but not not as much as it, it, it could do because again it's not getting that funding that it should be getting from you know the, the the government it really depends on the market the market is what's the market and the demand is what's really important to, to evaluate what sort of revenue you will be getting obviously it's going to take a while to build that up but if there's a market there and people want to consume it and people want to take part it will generate money regardless no, it's funny. Yeah, I get. I, I, I mean, I feel the question, Rabo Azu. I feel the question, but this is the thing: who wants to invest in Nigerian basketball? Just be realistic. What do they have to show? What do they have to bring to the table to convince investors to invest in basketball in Nigeria? Nigeria is the only country that has the highest turnout of foreign players representing the country. Nigeria is the only country, as regards basketball, yeah, Nigeria is the only country that says it has a league, but none of the, not even not even 2% of the players who have played in that league are representing the country in international competitions, you know, like the Olympics, FIBA, you know. Okay, they say they want to do uh, grassroots basketball development. How many basketball courts do Nigeria? Let's start with Lagos. How many basketball courts do Lagos? The only courts that is available, or the only courts that are available is the National Stadium Indoor and Teslim. Now, the indoor national stadium basketball court how how, how you had what do you have to show like what do you want to tell these people say oh if you come and invest you know xyz amount of millions this is what you're going to get you can't build a poetry in the center of a forest and expect people to come and you know do tourism there now I would say Nigerian basketball is at a crossroads. On one path, you have the domestic situation that's going on in Nigeria. And on the other half, you have the American Nigerians who represent the team at the national level. For example, the domestic league has not run for the last couple of years. And this has meant that players in Nigeria very rarely get to compete, be that at the club or national level. Whereas the international players, mainly American Nigerian players, have represented the 
national team at several international tournaments, be that World Cup qualifiers, the World Cup, and now Afrobasket qualifiers, and later in the year, the Olympics, if it goes ahead. So there is a keen difference with regard to opportunities available to domestic-based Nigerian players and international or overseas-based players. Um, it's unfortunate that local players do not get the same opportunities, but this is reflected in the fact that they have not been able to play any league games or any even continental tournaments in the last couple of years. Whilst the national team has an abundance of international talent, this team has failed to perform at international events and even continental events. By this stage, you'd be expecting Nigeria to win Afrobasket and compete for a medal, be that at World Cup or the Olympics, and we haven't seen that yet. I think fundamentally the issue here is chemistry and the roster continuously changing makes it difficult for this team to gel. Nigerian basketball players aren't treated well at all and it goes back to the funding I was talking about earlier. Player welfare is really really poor in Nigeria from salaries to allowances to travel, um, medical and the other things that your players are not even insured so most of the time when you get really bad injuries you have to take care of yourself the team doesn't take care of you most of the salaries are paid for the duration of the league like if the league is running for six months that is what they, they will pay you that money for six months an average nigerian player makes about 30 30 000 in a month like that is not nearly enough for you to rely on basketball as a profession so it makes it really really hard for people to work on their game to get better you know because when they start getting getting older they start looking for something to venture into that would actually help them to better their lives because basketball at this point with 40,000 naira, 50,000 naira isn't going to cut it so it's very poor and i think that what we can do about it the number one issue for me is putting the right person to head the nigerian basketball player association then that position has been held by somebody who is appointed by the federation the federation shouldn't be appointing people to lead to be in that position to represent players and they're usually picking players ex basketball players or people that are not even playing in the league so how can they know the plight of basketball players playing in the league so we are wrongly represented and it is something that i think that should be addressed basketball players should be allowed to elect a basketball player currently playing in the country to lead the basketball players nigerian basketball players association that way we can better address most of these issues with the federation i think in order to develop the game of basketball further on the continent it all starts with federation we need to see more young, dynamic, open-minded people in decision-making roles within federations who want to start aligning these federations to international standards. I also think we need to develop the game more at the grassroots level. Um, the more kids we have playing, the bigger the talent pool, and that's going to help in regards to developing players into elite athletes. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, it's good to actually know how long uh, the season lasts or a league season lasts. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of it. Um, contrary to what um, is being practiced here, which today I still don't understand why they call it uh, a league. And they still say it's not a professional league, so I don't even know what it is. Um, please don't get me started on that. Anyway, um, let's just use the, the NBA regular season. The NBA regular season has um, about 82 games, plus a conference, quarterfinals, uh, conference, semifinals, conference, 
finals and the NBA finals, you know, quickest um, four, uh, four wins um, out of seven games and, you know, you're lifting the trophy. Um, you know, they have preseason games and all. Uh, the regular season starts in mid-October and uh, the playoffs usually start around mid uh, to late April and end around um, early to mid-June. Uh, the more competitive the matches are in the playoffs, the longer a season um, goes for, you know. Uh, so there's still plenty of time to see great games live and uh, superstars hit the court. Um, you know, a lot of people buying tickets uh, and a lot of activities happening, you know, including the All-Star game as well. So it's, um, it's really a, a mapped out and well-structured sequence of events, really. But in order to be able to do that, we need coaches. And I think coach education is crucial, be that at the local level, the domestic level, the continental level, or the international level. I'd like to see more African coaches attending clinics and federations running more workshops to provide more opportunities for coaches to further develop their skills. The future for African basketball is bright, regardless of the challenges it currently faces. I think it's an exciting time to be part of the development, and I can't wait to see the game grow and continue continue to improve in the next couple of years. Wow, there's so much to take from those analysis and reviews, which further highlights the fact that basketball has evolved uh, beyond what many think or even perceive over here in Nigeria. That being said, um, I think it's high time in Africa, most especially Nigeria, persons and uh, people and businesses look beyond sports as CSR and actually focus on not just developing the sports, but developing the vision and the athletes behind that sport. There's so much that needs to be done uh, right from the top to the base. And I believe having the right knowledgeable, right thinking people in the right places, a lot can be achieved. We need to put aside interest, uh, pride, greed, um, and focus on the task at hand, which is to further build, develop, and expand uh, the way sports in general is being run, perceived, and played. Again, I want to thank every amazing individual who took time out of their busy schedule to, you know, give us so much insight and wisdom. It's amazing, you know, even despite the whole COVID situation and saga, uh, this person came through. I can't thank uh, Zoo and Yocha enough. I can't thank uh, Irabo, Kosun, Gideo Four, Makamba, Coach Liz, Michael, aka Ninja. You know, I really appreciate y'all. I really feel blessed sitting and listening to so much layers of wisdom. And that's the whole essence of Sidelines. Sidelines is a basketball podcast which is not going to be like your regular basketball podcasts. We're going to tell stories. We are going to say it as it is. We are going to get to the root of the matter from the perspective of those affected, those who have been there and done that, and those who want to make a change. So it's um, it's a great honor uh, having great personalities like this. Sidelines ain't gonna be your regular basketball podcast. Nah, Sidelines is going to be your informative, educative, and insightful basketball podcast because we're gonna talk about things that are happening on ground. We're gonna tell lots of stories as it is on the street and not what is being painted by some persons. 
the main goal is to change the perspective and the narrative of basketball here in Nigeria with the personalities and the level of knowledge and information that will be brought to bear. I believe you need to stay tuned and really listen a lot. A big shout out to all my amazing guests who got featured on the Fox Pop episode. You are at the very best and to you, the beautiful listeners out there you guys are far too kind thank you for your time thank you for listening kindly follow us on our social media handles twitter and instagram and subscribe to the channel it's available everywhere google podcast apple podcast anchor it's all out there thank you so much for tuning in stay safe stay hydrated peace you have been listening to sidelines a cougar sports production